0: The road. Just pivot and go. Just pivot and go. Jen Cohen, welcome to the podcast. It is an absolute honor to have you on. I feel like there's not much that you don't do. You're extremely inspirational. You're bold with what you do. I've seen clips of you on about every single show that you can think of. So, I mean, we know you as this, this influential, Health and fitness—I mean, voted in the top 100. Like that's crazy. But what is something that man nobody really knows about you? Something different. So start us off with a bang, there, Jen.
1: All right. Um, first of all, it's very nice to be on your podcast, David, and congratulations on your upcoming book. Thank you. um, you're welcome. So I'm going to tell you something that probably not many people know. I am a master at Rummy Cube. Do you know what that is?
0: I've heard of it, but I'd be lying if I said I know what it is.
1: Okay. Well, Rummy Cube is like a tile game with numbers. And I used to play it with my mom and my dad and my grandmother when I was little. And I just kind of kept it going. And I'm like, I'm obsessed with the game and now Mm. me and my husband play it all the time. And, um, you know, I'm really good at it. It's like gin rummy. You don't know what it is. It's like gin rummy, but we call it, it's, with the tiles, it's wow. called rummy cube. See, that's even We'll in play that. sometime. I'll teach you.
0: Please teach me. Like, if I can have a skill on some kind of board game or something that makes me sound really smart. Like, you just came back from the MIT conference. So, there's something going on in your brain that's a little bit higher level than everybody else. Other t- hey, <laughs> how how well, was that conference, by the way? Like, I've always been intrigued well, it, by anything. It
1: wasn't, a, conf- it wasn't a conference. Oh, okay. It was a talk. So, it was... Whoa. They have this thing called Fail, which is basically about people basically people going there and talking about resilience and failing mm-hmm. to success and all that. But you're right. I mean, it was, like, really amazing. And I have to tell you, I'm mm-hmm. not even in that. The fact that, like, somewhere like MIT with the most brilliant people in the world and I'm talking to these people, it was pretty spectacular. And I had to pinch myself, isn't basically. That cra- but it was amazing. Yes, it's, it's, it's amazing. It,
0: like, isn't that crazy when you have those times, like, how the heck did I end up in this room? But also that being said, those other people are like, how the heck did we get Jen Cohen in this room? So
1: I don't think this time, you know, I was just (laughs) going to tell you before, you know, we started doing this, like the guy who spoke before me legit was probably like the smartest human alive. (laughs) No. And like, I think he's actually like kind of like touted as that. Yeah. he, He was in time magazine's best inventor of the year last year for like 2020 for a new product he just did called fend um which is supposed to be like game a game changer he was also like inventor of the year like five years ago for something else he created like i'm telling you these people are like next 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 level and then i come in there talking about you know being bold and all my stuff it was kind of it was it was kind of surreal for sure
0: Yeah. But you know what? Like I've been like talks like that and everybody appreciates the actual realness of not just like the technical things and the things that are over everybody's head. Sure, they're a bunch of smart people, but being able to be bold, like I'm sure most of those people don't know how to do that, don't know how to live in their true confidence. So don't sell yourself short just because you're not inventing the next big uh, segue or something. It's not it's not a bad thing.
1: By the way, don't say I'm not. Maybe I. you never know. Like, I, I might. I mean, life's not over yet. We'll
0: get to life's that. Life's not over. We will get to that in the what's next. And if it is the next segue, come on. I'm supporting you. Hey.
1: Exactly. So you I agree. I, just, to, just to kind yeah. of round that up, um, to your point, um, it was interesting when I walked into MIT, and my whole message is that uh, boldness is more important than brilliance. And so I told them that they've been told a to lie their entire life, that brilliance was the most important thing for success. And so it was super ironic going to the most brilliant people in the world saying that, when that is like, that is actually my message. And I do believe that it, that, that is true. So, you know, it is kind of funny.
0: Uh, I'm with you. You can have all the brilliance in the world, but if you're not bold to share it, nobody's going to know about it.
1: It's right.
0: Hey, so, Jen, you've done incredible things. You've done so much, and we'll get into that. We'll unpack all of this, but was there a point in your life, I mean, everybody, everybody has that situation where they're, they feel stuck. They don't know exactly where they're going. They feel stuck. They feel like giving up, but did you have that feeling that you can, I mean, really pinpoint on when that, that moment was when you had to make a pivot in your life? When you came to a crossroads?
1: Yeah, I I made a major pivot. I mean, even the fact that I'm even in, you know, that I was even, or someone in the wellness space or the fitness space was a total pivot. I came from the record business, from the music business. I moved to LA from Canada with a job offer. I mean, I was working for BMG Music in Canada, and then I got a job offer to come to LA with Sony, which is actually Immortal Records, which is part of Sony Records. And my trajectory was all through the music world. Before that, I was with the NBA. So working in like kind of like entertainment, corporate America, doing marketing. And then one day I decided that when the music world was shifting and changing, that I just didn't want to do it anymore. But I was in Los Angeles and I, was with the, I had a visa to work for, for Sony. When you're Canadian, you're not able just to kind of like work. Wherever you have to be attached to the place where your visa is to be legal, um, but I quit anyway, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to become a personal trainer just until I figure wow. out my next move. And I, while I was doing that whole thing of like quitting a really high-paying job in a place where I was fast-tracking, I was really young, and I had a lot of, um, I, I really, I had, I had a lot of. Um, not just, I had a lot of people working for me and a a lot of influence in a certain area and to leave it all and to become a trainer was very, very, it it wasn't very, it wasn't very kind of understood by a lot of people, but I always really loved fitness. I always was was super passionate about health and fitness before it became, uh, before it became like sexy and hot to be that. Like now it's kind of like now it's like a, a it's like a huge fad, like or now hopefully not a fad, but it's become a phenomenon. Like mm. the fitness business is like a trillion dollar business, the wellness business is. But at the time, it really wasn't that. But when I was on my path of being a personal trainer, and I'm like, well, what am I going to do with this? It like I had this aha moment where I was like, hmm, I have all these connections. Let me see if I can like merge the two. So once I got my first. Um, training certificate. I went back to the people at the record labels and the president of the one, one record label, and I created a job for myself. And I said, I want to be a label trainer, where I was going to be a trainer for all the different artists as they were getting ready for a tour or, or they're getting ready for a music video. And the guy laughed at me, and then eventually he said, Fine, fine. Like you know, we can figure it out because I knew how the money was spent in the marketing budget. So he's like, Okay, fine. Let's just try it and see what happens and he gave me a shot and then it worked out obviously and then one label turned into two turned into three and I built up an entire personal training business within like the record or music world where I had trainers who worked underneath me and I would I would outsource them to other other talent and other artists so I basically I basically took my uh, my, my, my past experience music and the knowledge and resource for that and married it with my passion of fitness together and I be, then became like a fitness person when I was known as a music person and that was a massive pivot but you know it worked out because that was my that became my entire world till this day is all about health and fitness but you have to kind of take a chance on yourself you have to kind of make that pivot you got to, like, follow what you love, not worry about the money, not worry about whatever else, and hope that it's, or, and actually not even hope, but know it's going to work out for you.
0: Oh, that is so good on so many levels. So you pour all your time and effort into music, and that's your thing. That's your identity. That's what everybody knows. And then here you are taking this step away from it. Everybody around you is like, well, what are you doing? You have this, You have this great job. You have this great job. But deep down, it's not what you were meant to do. So... Think about this. Your breakthrough was not necessarily coming out to L.A., getting this great deal, but it was figuring out your, you can follow your passion and using what you had learned, merging connections, like not saying like, oh, I got to start over new. No, you weren't start over new. You are starting ahead. And creating your own job title, that's amazing. Like people out there listening to this, that's, like, you can absolutely do what you want to do. And we're going to get into that, the secret of getting anything you want in life, but this is like literally like right in front of you, an example of if you want to make it happen, you go make it happen, even when people are going to laugh at you. So Jen, phenomenal. yeah I'm also
1: not a believer that I don't want to put I don't love putting my destiny in other people's hands. Right. No. So like, like I if I want something, it's I, I go out and get it myself because, you mm. know, lots of times in my career, even, you know, uh, you know I, I'm, it's a whole hurry up and wait game and then yeah. i'm sitting here waiting for someone else to tell me what's like my entire podcast was based on the fact that my podcast was supposed to be a tv show for nbc i mm. this was sold as a tv show to nbc wow. and i was waiting and waiting and waiting for like what what's happening next and like the whole process where I was like a year into it i'm like screw this i mean I'm just gonna turn it, I'm just gonna do it as a podcast and like, and forget about it. Because, you know, the longer you wait for other people to make the, the decisions and life decisions for yourself, you know, the, 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 the more things you miss out on. Mm. So I, I just kind of took the bull by the horn and just said, forget it, I'm gonna turn it into a podcast and own my own future. And I think that to me is ex- exceptionally empowering for people, right? Like if you want something bad enough, Figure out a way to create it for yourself versus giving other people that power.
0: Yes. Control your own destiny. There's always a way to make money through your passion. Even if you are the world's expert and you just love crocheting uh, cashmere sweaters together. Like, I'm sure there's a way that you could do a YouTube channel and make a bunch of money doing it. So.
1: Totally. Big I think it's a niche. That's great. And yeah. the, the more niche you are, the better chance you have to be Absolutely. successful. So if you are a crocheter, you should be doing that. Come so on.
0: I'm definitely not, but, I mean, I might be a, a Ruby Cuber or whatever that game was. That might be my new thing and take you Rummy out Rummy Cube. <laughs> Rummy Cube. See, I'm not there yet, but we're getting there. So yeah. I, I need to, I really want to talk about this because I am very interested in I know everybody listening out there wants to know. Everybody wants to know. And you have an incredible TED Talk, gone over 3 million views, viral. The secret to getting anything you want in life. Like, that almost sounds like... Yeah, that's too good to be true. Anything, anything? Can you break this anything. down for us? Give us a little behind-the-scenes or some tools we can take away.
1: Well, it's, it's actually to the point where we're talking about I don't want to give away everything or else i are not going to listen to the TED right. Talk. Right?
0: Teaser. I like it. Respect.
1: Yeah, that's a teaser right there. But I will say it's to the point that it's basically for what we're talking about, right, which is like chase what you want don't take what you can get. And that's really my entire philosophy and what I talk about is chasing what you actually want, not taking stuff on default, which most people end up doing. Most people take what's available in front of in front of them. Most or most people take what's available, or they acquiesce to what's convenient, as opposed to chasing what they actually want. And then it's the same people then who wonder why they're not living the life they want, or making right. enough, making the money they want, or in a marriage that they want. Again, it's like putting the onus on you. To control your own destiny and create the life that you actually want to live versus the life that was in front of you that you're just living. So, um, yeah, that's exactly what it's about. And it's about how to actually do that. And so I talk all about like a mindset that I created and uh, called the 10% Target. And they have to listen to the
0: TED Talk to know Ooh, what it is. But... the 10% Target. I'm down with that. Okay. We will have them listen to true. the TED Talk. It's it's definitely worth it if you take take that away, the secret to getting anything you want in life. And talking about like growing your own brand. I've seen you on GMA today, and you're talking about all these brands, and you've become just this expert in brand strategy. And you have a company... Suprema, Suprema, that yeah, yeah is, That's new, so I was actually
1: doing everything independent, well, I was doing everything independently. Okay, I was okay. like, kind of like known, like I would get calls a lot, a lot of times like on the referral, because uh, that's what I do, I yeah, do like yeah. a lot of non-traditional marketing for many different brands, so I myself started a few companies, and I sold them, my last one I sold was to Weight Watchers, was a, it was an app. And when that that happened five or six years ago, I kind of uh, really kind of became like a a gun for hire for lots of different wellness brands that came up who were like, who kind of knew of me. And um, that's how it kind of started. And then recently, uh, maybe eight months ago, I'm like, I I had too many things going on that I'm like, you know, I have to create like a hub. And I called it Suprema where now I have a company, I have, a, I have an infrastructure and a team of people who help me with a lot of different non-traditional marketing, um, things that we do under like strategy. Like, so strategy, I'll always do the strategy, but we have people who like, who like strong people who I work with, who I'm able now to kind of bring more to the table when I work with a brand and a company. And so I work with a lot of different companies with that. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's what I do.
0: Yeah. You know what I love about that? That's a formula you've created that people out there listening, like you can do it in your own life. You became an expert in your field. You did something that not everybody else was already doing. So that's, that's another point I want to talk about is, is your mindset and your vision. I feel like you're a visionary. You're doing this health and wellness videos and stuff before anybody else is. But the formula being create your niche through the passion that you're in, become as good as you can be, just become amazing at it, and you did like you separate yourself as the expert now you can go speak at mit you can go speak at these other places you can consult for companies you are stratted like people are looking to you so instead of doing the opposite try to think that everybody out there hey i'm going to be an influencer i'm going to be like no make spend 10 years 15 years making yourself great at something become the expert then you can do it all so love the formula that that, that you have done and that you follow and, And how, like, how do you stay ahead of the curve, Jen? Like, you you continue to, like, there's a few people that I see as as visionary type thinkers. So is there something that you have coming up as, like, this is the next, like, or this is what, this is what I want to do next? You you constantly reinventing of growth.
1: Well, I think it's, I think, number one, I stay very curious. Curious, And I think curiosity Breeds opportunity Ooh, because so. when you're curious, you are kind of always on the lookout for what's happening. Right? I think when you're too, when you're when you're not like the people who are the most interesting to me are the people who are the most like who are the most interested. Right? Like I don't think that um, if you really are someone who is curious, things are always happening, and you at you ask more questions. When you have the, the curiosity of asking more questions that's when you learn the most so I always say you know talk less you know and listen more because that's how, other, how I learn about all these different potential opportunities that are around and I think after over time when you stay interested and you stay curious you become that go to person Like mm-hmm. I, I, I really do like I, I think that people need to do the work Right. You know, I think in, in, a, in a time now, I think everyone's like, oh, entrepreneur, it, being an entrepreneur is very like, the, it's like kind of like very like, like cool now. Like everyone yeah. wants to be an entrepreneur, but like when they, it, you know, not everyone's cut out to be an entrepreneur. Like there's, there's certain skill sets that are required. Right. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of like time that goes into it. There's a lot of like long nights and not seeing your family and like struggle and work like a lot of hard work. And if you're not cut out for that type of, like, situation, find what you're find what you're good at, whatever, and, and, like, or kind of lean into working at a corporate job that's much more structured for you. Why I'm bringing this up is being self-aware and knowing yourself, so therefore you're putting yourself in situations that are much more suited for you. is super important for, like, success. Mm. Number two, you're asking me about being a visionary or, like, being on top of, like, what's happening and how do I do that, and I think... Every, anyone could do it if they um, work if they are someone who is truly interested in doing it. I don't think anything's that, like I'm not, I'm not special that I can do that. I just have like I have a curiosity and because and I follow that curiosity and I ask a lot of questions and I put myself in situations very boldly because I want to know and I'm interested and I think that's really and then once you're in, once you hear of these opportunities, it's like okay figuring out like what you bring to the table, knowing what you bring to the table is super important. So I, I think yeah. one of my superpowers, if I would say I have sure. any, I think everyone has some, is um, I am good at connecting dots well. So if someone says to me that there's a, there's, a, there's like a, you know, this is, this is what's happening. I'll go back into my like, my, my brain bank of past experiences and past information and figure out ways to connect the dots of like what I can bring to the table. So in my opinion, we all have like transferable skills, right? Like I may not have done exactly what that particular thing was, but based on all the other things I've had experience with, I I've learned probably a few things that I don't even like think of as a skill. But I'm able to then quickly, you know, yeah. once I hear the opportunity, I can then, like, figure it out.
0: Ooh, that's so good, the transferable skills. that like you, Everything you're doing on a daily basis is building up a skill set. Like, even when you were in the music industry, you built up this great skill set, and you use it for something else. So don't ever think that something you're doing is a waste. It'll build you up, and that, I mean, you're able to learn from any of these things. And I love Yeah,
1: like, all that I learned from the music business, yeah. I mean, I've been able to I've been able to go from I was at, I was working for the Toronto Raptors then I was working for which is sports then you, I was working for hold on,
0: hold on Jay, we haven't talked about this. Do you know my uncle is the coach for the Toronto Raptors No, he's the head coach for the Toronto Raptors. I have multiple players that are play for the Toronto Raptors that I work with like that that is crazy. We did not talk about this guys. I did not know Jen worked in the NBA and that now was we have NBA connections. job. Unbelievable! That is so okay. funny. That
1: was my first job.
0: Wow. Offline, we're going to talk about all the people we have in common. Like, I, th- I thought, Jen was cool before this. Now she is the coolest. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted that, but I just had to tell you that right there.
1: No, that's amazing. I know. Could you? Were, I know that's your background, but yeah. No, no. I was going to say that they're, they're all transferable skills. Like even though you're working in a different industry, what you learn from those things can are so applicable to all sorts of different things. You know, like yeah. as you know, they say if you're like you know if you can, what do they say? Like if you, you're good, um, I can't remember right now. But yes, it's, <laughs> this, it's taking those skills yeah. and transferring them to other things is very, very essential, and everyone can do it.
0: Hundred percent. And you know what I love about this too? Like wrapping all of this, the meat of this conversation up, it's it's everyone can do it, and that sounds easy to say. But it's so hard to do because people will give up. People will give in. It gets difficult. Oh, man, oh, I can't. You know what? There's, you can make as many excuses as you want, but the people who keep going, that not give upness, that resiliency, that's the people that succeed. And it's, just, it's so beautiful to see that in your story in my story. And basically, everybody that is successful, air quotes what success means to you, their story. So 100% totally agree. And as we wind down here, Jen, I want to throw you in the rapid fire hot seat, and this can be quick answers, whatever comes to your mind, you are on the hot seat. The first one I have for you, Jen Cohen, is what is your favorite mindset quote? Do you have a quote that's plastered on your bathroom mirror, on your refrigerator, on your, on your phone? You've already dropped a lot of great quotes. Curiosity brings oh, opportunity. can I
1: use one of my quotes or someone else's
0: quotes? Oh, more power to you if you use your quote.
1: Um... I think failure doesn't make you, no, failing doesn't make you a failure, but quitting makes you a quitter.
0: Ooh, that's really good. That is really good. I've never heard that, and I love that. And I That's wish, mine. I wish that was mine, but it's yours, and it's big time. Okay, what does, what does leaving a legacy mean to you, Jen? Not necessarily the billboard, not people just looking at you with all these followers and everything like that, but what does a true legacy look like to Jen Cohen?
1: I think doing good. I have a, I co-founded a breast cancer charity with my best Mm -hmm. friends. And I think doing, giving back and doing something, taking whatever, um, taking whatever kind of influence you have and doing good by it is really important. I mean, if you have the power and the influence to, to help somebody, I feel like you have to do, you should, it's like you should be doing it. I try to do that in little things, micro things all day, every day. Yeah. But I think if I, building up this charity and doing something that can really impact a lot of people, um, and, and I was involved in it, is really important for me.
0: That's awesome. What's the charity's name so we can all support?
1: Okay, so the charity is called, the, um, it's, it's, we changed it. It was an event called Babes for Boobs. That's mm-hmm. the actual event, but now it's called the Good Human Foundation. The
0: good Human, I love that. Okay, the Good Human, everybody listening, go out and support the Good Human, and you know what? Jen, that's, that's such a good point because it, if you have the ability to help others, and you have—I mean, even in the same sense—if you have a gift inside of you and it can help others, and you hold it back, that's being selfish. And if you have the ability yeah. and the means to be able to pour back into others, like that is true legacy. Nobody in the history have ever looked at their bank account and at their the end, end of their life was like, "Man, I'm content. I lived a great life because I made a lot of money." No, we get this money. This money is a gift from God to use for others. So. Mm. That fired me up there, Jen. The good human. Okay, got a fun one for you. If you're having a dinner party, you can invite three people, dead or alive, you want to have conversation with. Who are you inviting, and what are you guys eating? Tough oh. question. Tough, yeah. <sighs> three,
1: people. Uh, three people?
0: Yep. Don't worry. I'm already going to be there, so you don't have to invite me. I knew you wanted to, but... <laughs>
1: Oh my god! I I don't even know one person, never mind
0: three. Um, (laughs) Anybody that you think would have a fun conversation with? I know one of mine. I like Larry David. I would love to be around Larry David. Curb your enthusiasm. He's just I
1: love Larry. Hilarious. I actually just saw Larry David like a week ago in Brentwood here.
0: No, Jen, I've been wanting to do that. I literally will go down to Brentwood. We'll go to coffee shops down there, and just I really want to just see Larry David in his element.
1: Dang it. I love Larry David. That's a, I
0: mean, that's a good
1: one, actually. Okay. I like Larry come. David. He can come. I, I, I'll put it. Can I use him? Can I
0: use him? Yeah, he can come. Sure. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Who would it be? That's a great question. All
0: right. How Damn about it. what are you cooking? That's okay. What are you cooking? Let's like, what do you, you guys eat? And then we can come back to that.
1: Okay. What would I cook? Okay. Me personally cook or what would I, what would I be serving? Your,
0: your death row meal. Your last thing you're going to eat. The incredible meal. Of all meals. Okay,
1: my favorite foods are, I love french fries, even though they're awful for me. That's but okay. I love them. That's my, my like killer, that's the food I love the most is that. Um, I would make, um, I like seared ahi tuna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like artichoke salad. I know it's like so random. Um, I like french fries. They're like, and what else would I have? I would have crab cakes. I love crab cakes.
0: It's a, a that's a really good. It's an interesting combination. Really good. You're getting that artichoke salad from Nobu, game changer. That's the one I'm obsessed with. I knew it was. I knew it was. And French fries from Hi Ho Burger life changer as well. So
1: Oh I've never had those. Oof. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay. I should try them.
0: Yes, you can thank me later. You can thank I do not have I a will. deal with Hi Ho burger. I would love one. I do not have it, but thank me later.
1: Where where would I find
0: that? There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. There's Santa Monica, there's Marina Del Rey. Was there, how do you spell
1: Hi Ho?
0: Hi Ho H I H O. Hi Ho. One of the best burgers in LA. Okay. Yeah. I'm on a burger mission. Right. I'm a, I'm on a personal mission to find the best burger in LA. There you go. Okay, Jen, last question we ask everybody. If you had one piece of advice, one drop-the-mic advice, like a one-word, a one-liner to give to somebody who feels stuck in their situation, how can they just pivot out of that situation and go and find their breakthrough?
1: That's hot. Again, I think I'm going to say two things you always find something in when you're moving action movement like moment object emotion object emotion stays in motion so i wouldn't i don't care what that person is not doing do something nice because when you're doing something you're more likely to find another opportunity when you're in a job you're most you're more likely to find another job when you have a job when you're in a relationship, you're more likely to find someone else when you're in a relationship and out of a relationship. Because when you're kind of like distracted or involved in something else, it's always easier to find something else to come to you. Because I think sometimes we find our best opportunities when we're kind of, um, kind of like mired in something else, right? So if you can get yourself moving and acting, that's when everything happens. But you should always chase what you want and not just take what you get. That's
0: what I would leave them with. Oh, that's great. Jen. I love it. I absolutely love it. Drop the mic, go out there and do something. Jennifer Cohen, Jen Cohen, whichever one Mm -hmm. you want to go by. Thank you for being on the podcast. And you know what I see in you? You know, I see, I see, I see this word bold. Like I know you talk about it, but that's a word that you can absolutely own. So when you think about this and I know I'm continuing to go here, usually we just drop the mic and get out, but, but like Tony Robbins has motivation. John Maxwell has leadership. Uh, see I mean Simon Sinek has the why and Gretchen Rubin has the happiness you could be the bold person just take that word I am the
1: bold person I mean okay
0: see already even you already are but just just dominate that word everybody wants to be bold and they think bold they think Jen Cohen so I appreciate you for being bold coming on this podcast we're out
1: absolutely it was a pleasure thank you for having me